0: Welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I'm your host, and I am the Running Rev. Welcome. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. Friends, we are building a theology of self-care through our time together each week, and I want to invite you here into episode four. Episode four, as we dive in today, we have Glenn Riggs on the podcast with us. Glenn is a very good pastor friend of mine. We have been a part of each other's running journey for years. We run together. uh, We covenant together. We are accountable to one another. When I first started and first had the idea for this podcast, Glenn was the first person I texted. And so it only seemed natural to get him on here to share his story with you all and to invite ourselves into a conversation about the uh, how we prioritize our own self-care and how we prioritize an active lifestyle as part of that self-care. Friends, this is going so much deeper than just the why. In this episode, we are going to not just look at the why, but we are going to look at when those times get hard, how we continually return to this notion of activity and how we make sure and intentionally make it a part of our everyday lives, whether that's through community or whether that is through self-motivation. So we are going to dive into Glenn's story and learn a little bit more about this idea of prioritization of an active lifestyle as we listen to his journey and we unpack this. Join us. All right, and we are here uh, with Glenn Riggs today. Glenn is is joining us as we dive in and and today. And, and Glenn, as we get started today, why don't we start with those opening questions? Who are you and where do you call home? Um, my name's Glenn Riggs and I call Franklin, Virginia home.
1: And that is, um, I grew up in downtown Norfolk, so it's a little bit different kind of setting. I was in an urban setting and now in much more rural, but... Um, became a pastor just in the last eight years, so I'm a second career pastor, and um, have found out that I really love and enjoy the, the rural
0: and country life. Yeah, and so as we continue to dive in, just like we do every week, uh, we start with those other two opening questions of uh, unpacking how and why we're active. So, Glenn, how are you active? So right now, I I
1: prefer long-distance running, but I will have to say um, life has thrown some curveballs and some challenges right now, and um, long-distance is relative. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it, it's kind of interesting, though, because when I was in high school, I was a sprinter, and I thought cross-country runners were crazy. You know, why would you want to do something for that long? It's, we are psychotic. They are, yeah. <laughs> so, And it was... I made a transition later in life because I got into strength training. Um, Really enjoyed that. But one thing that I realized was there's something special about distance.
0: So we got another runner on here, friends. We just continue to bring them. I promise at some point in time, I'll bring on someone who does something else. Um, but well, I, I, c- definitely think, I definitely think as we talk and as we unpack a lot of this stuff that many of us, as we are finding ways to be active in our own lives, something like running or walking or, or that sort of movement makes a lot of sense and fairly inexpensively, although if you really invest in it, then, then it can get ins- expensive. But just like we've seen with some of our other guests, Glenn, you know, when we talk about being active, a lot of times one of the easier things for us to do is is really just to walk out our front door, and and walk or or run uh, the and, and the freeing nature of that. And so you know, I mean, I I don't think we need to we we need to really focus on uh, again on on saying again, but. How we are active and when we run really entails of just making sure that we're moving our body. Yeah, and so Glenn, actually,
1: I'll speak to that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Go ahead. Because that is, um, my son is nine, and actually, my journey began when he was two. Mm -hmm. So I had fallen out of an active lifestyle. And so he was two years old. He was out with his great-grandma, and they were playing. They were kicking a soccer ball in the front yard. So here I was. I had this mentality of, you know, here's active dad. Let's go out and play. And after about 10 minutes, I was winded kicking a soccer ball. And now it's kind of morphed into I'm trying to create that active lifestyle in my son. Um, I don't get to run the long distances like I want to on a consistent basis. So I've had to add rowing. He likes to row. So it's funny. We'll get into like little rowing competitions of who can row, you know, who can do a hundred strokes faster. And he loves, he's gotten into karate. So I'm actually trying to coach him at home with karate. So now active lifestyle is playing football in the front yard, rowing, doing karate, but it all started with that moment of kicking a soccer ball in the front yard with his great-grandma and me saying, I don't want to be winded when I
0: play with my son. And running was that outlet that I chose. And it sounds like that plays a little bit into the why you're active. And so as we always do here on the Active Faith Podcast is it's not just about being active, but it's grounding ourselves in why we are active. Because As I always say, you know, the why is what's going to get us out the door when things seem tough. And so would you say that a lot of your why is centered around your family? Absolutely. And that was um,
1: years ago, um, Amy and I did a half marathon together, and it was us trying to get active. And wow, I don't even remember what the year of it was, but it was well before Jacob was born. And so we ended up walking it together. And that kind of got me started on, you know, hey, this distance is actually pretty cool because it gets you the opportunity to settle down. And not only did I decide that I wanted to get active for my health and my family, but what I realized was, is there's a serenity to getting past that first 30 minutes and that was one thing I used to joke around with a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, don't wake me up for a 5K because, you know, that's only like 30 minutes. It takes me longer to get ready and to get finished and get dressed after running. So I, I got into 10Ks and then actually fell
0: in love with the distance of the half marathon. And so it sounds like your why really exists in that communal understanding of, of family and really grounding yourself in that healthy, active lifestyle and and it's kind of just like we've heard from from some of our other guests so far here on the Active Faith podcast, of we care about who and how we can care for ourselves so that we can feel like we have a bright future, not just for ourselves. And and I mean we so and and this is this is our third episode, Glenn, and and you're kind of the third parent that we've had on. And they're mm. they're very much, and then I'm a parent as well, and there very much is that nature in which we as parents. And then even considering as people of faith, we want to be there to care for our kids and we want to be there to have fun with our kids. And so we invite that sense of activity and and transition of lifestyle that allows us to be able to participate in those things. And so we hear you talk about wanting to be there with your kid, and even to say that what I heard earlier, and, and, and maybe hopefully listeners, you picked up on it as well, is that Glenn's activity has even changed as his son has gotten into an active lifestyle. And, and while it's not just running for Glenn anymore, it, it still is that foundation of being a runner and finding that love and participation in running that has built the foundation that then plays the role in how he's getting active with his with his son and, and with other people in his community as well. Well, I'll, that was one thing. While you were talking, I was thinking about it, and it's
1: when I first became a pastor, it was right around that time where Jacob was that age. And so it was this big realization, and it took a lot of prayer for me to discern that, not only is it about family, but it's how can I care for the people that God entrusts in my care if I'm not even caring for myself? And so it became part of my ministry to run, to run the neighborhoods, to do prayer walks. I would run around the neighborhoods that I pastor in just to say prayers of the things that I observe while I'm doing that, being in tune to the people that I'm serving. And then also taking it to another level when I got moved in appointments to find out that they had a softball team of a lot of young guys that were active, they were weightlifters, they were training, but to be able to go out onto the field and be in shape. Now, I will say, when I walked into Wakefield United Methodist, that was probably the best shape I've been in because... A month or two months after starting that appointment, I finished a half Ironman. So that was, I was in pretty good shape when I showed up there. Um, it's changed though, because it's actually been cyclical during that appointment. Because just a few years ago, um, I'm a—I'm a big dude.
0: You know, it's one thing. Everybody looks at me. I'm 6'3". Yeah, I would say it, Glenn is very tall. This is an audio podcast, but Glenn is tall.
1: Yeah, so I'm 6'3", and my normal training weight is somewhere around Two to 240, two, 240 to 245, and so that was when I did my half Ironman, I weighed in 242 of the morning of the race. So that was normal weight for me. Um, in 2019, I had really lost a lot of direction, and I had gotten up to 296 pounds. Mm-hmm. I had stopped running a lot. Um, the good news was is I had a lot of friends like yourself and Nathan, and that really held me accountable and got me back going. And that was important. So the accountability of it's huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we remind ourselves of the manner in which activity leads us in a sense of feeling confident in our own healthy lifestyles. Right. And and one of the things, and so, yeah, listeners, Glenn and I have been friends for a long time. I've been blessed to be able to watch Glenn grow, not only as a pastor but as a runner. And, it, and it's been really interesting. And, and one of the reasons that I wanted to bring Glenn on is because uh, Glenn is the most like off and on runner I think that I know <laughs> I've, 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 I've ever met in my life. Uh, it, it's so it's so interesting to see his his run stats come in. He'll he'll do a week where he runs like five miles, and then he'll do a week where he just blows the rest of us out of the water, and we'll run like fifty or sixty miles. Um, but but it speaks to that nature in which in. Contemporary society, it is very easy to have a busy schedule. It is. It is very easy to have a busy schedule. And friends, I'm not just talking about those of us who identify as clergy, who identify as pastors, who identify as church leaders, but I think that there's a nature in which, no matter where you are, as you are contemplating a theology of self care and you are contemplating what an active lifestyle looks like. One of the biggest things, you know, we explored in the episode with Sarah that there's that nature of shame that plays into it. But I think one of the other big things that plays a role in this is this nature of not just prioritizing self-care, but just fitting self-care into our busy schedules. And Glenn, that's been part of your journey, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it was the one month that I think really kind of spoke highly of it was I dropped 200 miles in one month. And then the next month dropped 45. (laughs) So, you know, and it is, it's, and I can't blame it on injury because I was really healthy. And I can't blame it on like the liturgical calendar of we were in Christmas. No, it was just, I want to say it was like my son was getting ready to start school and, you know, trying to figure out how to get him to and from, pick him up, make sure we're meeting, chapel at church and doing all those different pieces. And that's the challenge. Because, you know, we start finding ourselves getting involved in activities, and then living in a rural community is even more difficult because, as a lot of us know that live in a rural community, going the, to the grocery store can be a half-a-day event. Mm-hmm. And it's because the, if you're going to Walmart or if you're going to Food Foodline or go shopping, the community I'm in has a great little hometown grocery store. But if I'm looking for anything above the basics, it's a half hour in each direction just to drive to it. And then we all know you go into that store and it's like you get lost. So by the time you're all said and done, you eat when you're out, next thing you know, it's a half day. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one thing. So in my training cycles, one thing, and Andrew, I think you're witness to this, is I always want to stay in shape somehow. I always want to make sure that I'm doing something to stay active so that if I ever do get that opportunity that on a Saturday morning I get a friend that goes, hey, let's go run 10 miles my body's healthy enough that I can go do it. I may not have run 10 miles in a week and a half total, but my body's still capable of doing it. And it's because of watching the things and doing things like rowing, watching my diet, staying active and doing those different pieces. And so what I decided was in my training routine, I wanted it to be to where I could wake up in the morning, run whatever distance I wanted to do, but my body be conditioned enough to where I can still go finish the day. Mm-hmm. And, and we've witnessed that, like with family, because one thing, you know, trying to take care of things, when my son wants to go to Bush Gardens, like he wants yep. to go to Christmastown, it's nothing for me to get up and say, okay, well, I'm going to go for a run this morning and me go run a 10K and then go to Bush Gardens that evening
2: mm-hmm.
1: because, you know, I, I want to stay that way to where I'm not in pain. Yeah. And
0: so, before we, uh, you know, we want to give our listeners, you, as I've mentioned before, I don't, I don't think we're all experts at this. We're doing what we can. And so, I'd like to invite the listeners into, you know, how, how you uh, navigate a busy schedule. But before, before we get into that, I want to ask because uh, one of the things that I notice about you is that when you have those 20, 30, 40 mile months, You don't beat yourself up over it. You don't, you know, I mean, at least outwardly. And I don't know if you do it in your head or not. uh, You know, I would, I would hope that you don't, but, but how do we not, how do we not get into that mindset of, 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 of. Of beating ourselves up for, for having a busy schedule, for beating ourselves up for not being as active as, for, I'll say not being as active as we should be, right? We, when, we, when we enter this active lifestyle, it feels like we should always be, you know, oh, if I'm going to be active, I need to be doing X amount of miles a month every month uh, in, in order to like consider myself active. You know, how, how, do, how do we not get down when we're not, when we're not, when, when the busy schedule takes over?
1: Actually, it kind of alludes to the why. Mm-hmm. Why do we do it? Um, what I will say is I became very passionate in the beginning about motivating others to do it. So I might not be throwing down the miles, but when I know that somebody that I'm in a running group with or somebody that I've helped train reaches out and says, hey, brother, why aren't you running as much? Or would you like to go for a run? Or, you know, or I see them accomplish something. It kind of came, one of the first things that we got into, and you ran it with me, was the Tough Mm mutter. That was um, my mentality of the Tough mutter was everybody gets through. And so when we ran the race, there was four of us, and we made sure that everybody could get through every obstacle that we could do.
0: Thank you for carrying me over those walls. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so what it really started looking like for me was there's a reward in the fact that I'm touching other people's lives. And so there's times where my life does not let me set aside the training that I want to do. I wanted to run Richmond with you this year. Mm -hmm. I really did. I had a real good shot at getting under two for the first time. I mean, I just did the Richmond full a couple years ago, when it was 2019, when it was the last one that was in person, mm-hmm. and looking at doing it this year, and watching you, one of my running partners, achieve what you did in that training cycle, told me, you know what, it's okay that my training cycle's not good, because my life's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that are going on right now that I just can't get out there. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, adapting to new schedules, and just... That's life. But I also know that it's people like you, it's people like Nathan, it's other friends that are going to sit up there, and they're going to hold me accountable, and sooner or later, they're going to go, hey, what you doing Saturday? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's the type of stuff. It's me watching your journey. Um, I loved the long races that we did, the race across America, Mm -hmm. the race across Europe, Watching other people and the accountability of that and just seeing how other people are doing. Some of the people that have been on your podcast already, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the things is that's where I know them from. Yeah. And it's funny because then, you know, I get that reputation. People meet me in person and they go, oh, you're that crazy running pastor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so and when I look at it and when I think about it because I too have those cycles where where I don't run as much as I as I want to. Mm-hmm. And it is and it exists in that reminder of, you know, do we can't beat ourselves up because the more if we beat ourselves up it then begins to turn it into punishment. Right. Right? It begins to turn it in and then it begins to take on a different meaning of of what it actually means to be active. And so even when I think about the times when maybe my busy schedule gets the best of my ability to be active, mm-hmm. then am I, is that, is that maybe, you know, is that maybe God or is that just maybe a nature in which I maybe need a little bit of rest? Is it, is it a push that I need to take care of myself in a different way, right? Here on the Active Faith Podcast, we're talking about a theology of self-care in general. Yes, we're focusing on that manner of self-care that involves activity and an active lifestyle, but we also focus on self-care generally. And so is maybe our body telling us that, okay, right now, like, like Glenn, you, like, take care of your family. Right, right. right. Be, be be, with your family and take care of your family. And you know what? If you can get two or three miles here and there, you know, that's good. Like, continue that active lifestyle. Do, do what feels comfortable. And I think that that leads into this next nature of, of how do we, and I, and I worded it like this, as how do we prioritize self-care, right? And, and when we think about it, okay, maybe self-care for us in one point in time or another means a 200-mile month, Right. Which, which for my listeners, you know, who who kind of have gotten to know me over the past few weeks now that we've been doing this podcast, you know, I put down some some wicked crazy miles, but to this date, I have not put down a 200 mile month. This man sitting across from me right now in this interview has put down a 200 mile month. So, so, so he's the crazier runner than I am. I just want that to be recorded. <laughs> I'm the crazier runner. He's the crazier runner. Yeah. Um, but, but so, so how do we prioritize? Self-care in, in a general sense. And then, and then how does, what does it look like to prioritize an active lifestyle? Does it mean we always have to be active? And then I think there's also this sense of rest that comes in and recovery that comes in of, of okay, we, we also can't always be active.
1: Yeah, well, I love the thing you're bringing in our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually used different types of spiritual disciplines in my runs to do it. I, I alluded to a little while ago where it was I would run around the community and I would pray. So praying for and seeing the needs. Um, a few months ago, one of my spiritual disciplines was there was this beautiful hill on the route that I normally ran, and the sun would come up. So I would make sure that I would get up just before sunrise so that I could run to the top of that hill and say my morning prayers standing on that hill. And then I would take, and the people that I was praying for, I would send them a picture of the sunrise and just say, I prayed for you this morning to make it this time where we're connecting. And right now, my life is just, I'm just going to straight up say it's out of control. Mm-hmm. If I tried to explain everything that's going on in my life right now, we'd be here for like too much time.
0: <laughs> I, I, I promise my listeners 45 <laughs> right. minutes to an hour. So. <laughs> so, But what I will
1: say is now I'm re- um, bringing the spiritual discipline back in. So for Advent to try and get me started back, when we fall off a cycle, you've noticed my cycle's way down right now. When we fall out of that cycle, how do we get back in? Well, right now, I made it a commitment to myself, Sunday mornings, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to run around the community that I'm pastoring, I'm going to say prayers, and then I'm going to walk back into the church and get ready and and worship. Mm -hmm. The beautiful part to that is I'm starting to see I run past the diner, and people are go, hey, I saw you running this morning. People will stop me. I'm seeing the farmers out in the fields. I'm seeing all the people as they're coming in. So I'm getting that connection back again. And what it's doing is, is it's pulling me out of this low. Because this is why I do it. I run around the community, the people that see me, recognize me, and then it becomes a conversation. So now what I'm seeing is, is now it went from, hey, I'm going to run on Sundays to try and get back into it, to I'm going to run on Friday with one accountability partner, Saturday and Sunday I'm going to run, and then Monday I'm going to run with another another friend. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, it went from me having to pull myself out of a hole of, I'm just not running like I want to. Life has gotten crazy. I can't handle this right now to, I'm going to connect back with God. God knows I need this to take care of my body. To I'm going to run on Sundays to now I've extended that to be, this is my commitment through Lent. hmm so this will be my spiritual practice during Lent is to run around the church and the local community as opposed to going somewhere else and running. And now it's turned back into all of a sudden I have four days a week that I'm running again. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's where I see it, that, you know, I, I see that connection. I see God coming in. I see God calling me to take care of those things, even in the midst of chaos.
0: And it's, and it's finding times in your day that you're able to do it. And so one of the things that I hear you talking about is very clear intentions. And and for those of you who listened to last week's episode with Alex Joyner, and if you haven't listened to it yet, I invite you to go listen to it, uh, or even if you have listened to it, go listen to it again. Um, But one of the things we heard from Alex when it comes to talking about our goals is very clear intentions. And so the same thing can be said when we talk about what does it mean to prioritize self-care in our lives. And it's very clear intentions. Because I think what can happen is if we're not clear, like uh, in in my practice, I have to, like I write things on my calendar. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to run at six o'clock this morning. Uh, And and one of the things that I hear you doing, it, it, it may not, I don't know if it's on your calendar, but it's definitely an intention in your head that, you know, on Sunday mornings before church, I'm going to go run. And so there's a very clear intention to prioritize this activity in your life. And, and so when it comes to just a general life schedule thing, I think when we're very, cl- it sounds like when we're, for you, um, and definitely I've noticed in my life that that when I'm clear and when you're clear about the intention of running and there is a, and, and we've dedicated either a habitual time mm-hmm. in our schedule to it, then we become more prone to follow that schedule. Yeah. So so what happens when you have, like, what do you do when like your week just falls apart. And, and I mean, again, like this isn't just something that we see in the church. I mean, we're, record, we're recording this on December the 6th. Uh, y'all are listening to this sometime after the 15th. But um, as, as we come off the heels of this, you know, at least for me, I've had a terrible previous week. I just had everything that could happen just kind of fall on my plate. plate. Pretty much, I did everything last week except for a funeral. Uh, and a, or a wedding. But I've had everything. So so what happens? Like, like Glenn, what do you do? What's your process? And you're thinking when just you your week just becomes so much more and your schedule just falls apart. Like, what's your journey and your process in that?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I do is I prioritize um, my son. That is, for me, that is just trying to make sure that he gets to school, that he gets to karate, that he gets to his doctor's appointments. So if you looked at my calendar right now, it's literally, that's what it's filled up with. And then I'm very intentional about visitations or phone calls that I make with people, with church and then everything else. But yes, I am very intentional about the time that I run. And here's the key piece to that. The people that I'm closest to and the people that love me know what that schedule is. And I invite them to remind me, go run. Mm -hmm. Go do something. Don't talk to me. You're supposed to be running right now. Go do this. And it is one of those things where I have to realize that person is loving me. Mm -hmm. That person is saying, hey, You've asked me to hold you accountable in this situation. And I think that's what the most important thing is, to have the ones that are closest to us, the ones that love us, that can say, and look, right me, look me right in the eyes and go, you're different mentally when you're not running. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. Yeah. And so to have that as friends or family or people you love that are right there with you, that's important. And that's how I do it. Because I will tell people verbally, this is what I plan on running this week. Mm-hmm. This is what my schedule is. But I also put in there the schedule of the um, immovable objects. So this is actually where it came from. When I first started seminary, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, Adam Bond was the professor. And it was just an orientation to seminary. It wasn't even a class. Yeah. It was just one of those things where you show <laughs> up. And he said, um, he said, your family life's about to explode. He said, you taking on this journey, it's going to be challenging. I was, the pa- I was a full-time pastor trying to go to seminary full-time with a kid, with a family. Mm-hmm. And he sat up there and he said, I want you all to get your schedules out right now. And he said, I want you to write down on your schedule what are your immovable objects. Mm-hmm. And he said, then... He said, yes, some of those are going to be, I have class this night. I have church this day. I invite you to at least once a month to let your child or your significant other put an immovable object on that calendar. Mm-hmm. And now put an immovable object for yourself and my immovable object <clears throat> became running mm-hmm. because that was the self-care I needed to know my son got into Broadway so his immovable object was that if he wanted to go see a Broadway play or a movie or something like that which was really cool mm-hmm. and that's the type of stuff that really helped me through when I needed to be held accountable people know my schedule they, I give them permission, look me in the eyes. Tell me I'm off, because mm-hmm. that's what I need. Yeah. I need that reminder. But then give yourself some immovable objects. When life gets out of control and life's spinning around, we should be able to take an hour for ourselves. In yeah. every day that we're alive, we should be able to take an hour for ourselves and enjoy the gift God gave us
0: and i think when we're talking about self-care and again for and again for 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 the listeners here you know i, I want to again differentiate self-care and activity remember activity is a part of the way that we care for ourselves mm-hmm. and what glenn is talking about here as we continue to unpack this is this nature in which friends we are called to care for ourselves mm-hmm. whether you are serving in ministry as a pastor or as a layperson uh, whether it doesn't matter what your job is in the world you you can you can work in the church or you can work outside the church you can you can work anywhere but if you do not care for yourself you are then taking away from what you can offer in your job and and yes like you know, I, I remember similar conversations. I love the immovable object uh, metaphor that is put on it. But I remember conversations when I was in seminary, when I was in uh, licensing school, when I was preparing to be a pastor, of really putting the emphasis on self-care. Like, mm-hmm. friends, you need to take care of yourselves. Yep. You know, Glenn is a little bit older than I am, and, but I entered pastoral ministry when I was 25, knowing that, again, like Sarah and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, like, I, like that, that's probably about 50 years in pastoral ministry for me, mm-hmm. at least. At least if, if I'm ever allowed to retire. You know a lot and, and for many of us, you've either been on that journey for a long time and, and you're close to retirement and you're tired, you're in the midst of that journey and you're tired, or even if you're at the beginning of that journey, you're tired. Because our vocations, our service to the world takes energy away from us. Yeah. Well, I'll say speaking of that, the
1: a lot of people say it. So some people have heard it. Some people haven't. It's, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. You really can't. And so when I realize that my cup is empty, I love the hymn, Fill My Cup, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'll actually, I'll get into a pattern where you see, if you ever see me walking around singing that song out loud, it means I know that my cup is empty. Mm-hmm. And that is actually me in a time of prayer and a time of connection of being able to say and to call out to
0: God, fill me up right
1: now. Give and, me that time.
0: And so when we talk about self-care, we talk about filling our cups. Yeah. And here, specifically on the Active Faith podcast, we're talking about how activity can help to fill our cups. Mm-hmm. And we remind ourselves, we, I mean, and, and we do, we have to remind ourselves at the beginning that sometimes that may not mean that we are always active, right? I in no way think that if I ran every day, I would feel better about life. You know, I need my rest days from running just like I need my rest days from church, just like I may need rest time from my family. You know, I need time for myself. I need time with my family. I need time with my church. I need time, you know, we need those times in order for our cups to be filled because we are called just in general as an act of faith, no matter where we are, no matter what our vocation is, we're called to do wonderful and amazing things in this world. Uh, and and for, for all of our listeners out there who, who are sitting here and they're, they're, you're unpacking your schedule and you're like, yeah, but I don't, like, where do I fit it in? And it really is that nature of prioritization, right? And if it, and if it means creating a schedule, if it means sacrificing someplace else in order to enter into this active lifestyle... We need to be able to define. And, and if you need someone to have a conversation on that road, you know, feel free to message me. Remember, you know, my, my, uh, my contact info, my, my social media info is, is in the notes in this podcast. You know, We'll get Glenn's uh, info as well. We have our active Methodist community on Facebook. If you haven't joined us there, join us there. And, and we're willing to walk along and help you through this journey. It's not an easy one. Like, I remember for me, as y'all remember from, from the opening episode, you know, there was that point in life um, from, from when I was in seminary, my three years of seminary, and then like my first four years of pastoral ministry, so seven years where I was not very active. I mean, when you talk about Glenn's 40-mile weeks, I'm having like six, seven-mile weeks. Um, you know, I'm having like 10-mile months mm-hmm. kind of things. And and I and and when I look back, it's it wasn't that you know I didn't prioritize that active manner of self care. And I think if we want to if if we want to be a part of this journey, and I'm not saying you have to be active. If you don't want to be active, that's 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 your choice. But if if you want to choose this manner of active of having an active lifestyle feed into your self care, then there is that way in which you're going to have to say okay. How do I want to prioritize it? What do I want to do? Um do I want to be a morning runner? Do I want to be an evening runner For me, like I love running in the morning and I wake up at five o'clock so I can run in the morning because no one else in my house is is awake now that's a little different because i have a I have a three year old who likes to wake up at Five thirty, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Glenn remembers those days fondly, Absolutely. probably. Um, and so it's a little harder, but you know, we create. Where can we create those spaces within our schedule that then doesn't feel burdensome to us?
1: I do want to add. Yeah, go um, ahead. Because it was funny. You know, you're sitting there, and one thing that I remembered was um, when we think about self care. Like you said, self care can be active. Self care can actually be things that bring you closer. Um, to your family, and the immovable object, it was funny, because I was tested really early in my seminary journey of my immovable object,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and the professor that I had the class with was Dr. Jerome Ross, notorious for, like, this, you know, the hardest professor you will ever see in your seminary journey at this school. Really? Yeah, and it was, and it was, Andrew, it was, you see your way, out of Dr. Ross's class. Well, it was the first class I had ever been in. I was going, he was a hard professor, pressed every edge that I had. I felt really good. Tests, papers, I was doing good on. And then my son had chosen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to go see the play Rudolph. That was his immovable object. And that was one thing I looked at, and it was great because my average in Dr. Ross's class was an 81, but his, his grading matrix was for every day of class, you lose two points off your final grade. If you miss a day of class, you lose two points off your final grade. I had a 79 average when I finished this class, which was a C C+. Mm-hmm. If I had skipped that class, or if I had skipped Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and went to class, I'd have had a B in this class. I wear that C plus with honor, <clears throat> because I chose my family, I chose my life over that. So sometimes we do that, and that was self-care for me. And it was funny, because, you know, that's in my seminary journey. If you look at my my transcripts, it jumps out. It's right there at you. <laughs> but... I'll be glad to tell people, mm-hmm. you, you make choices, and you make conscious decisions about what you do, and they don't always have to be conscious decisions to do the hard things. Sometimes it can be a conscious decision to do the fun things.
0: And and the other thing, and so you, you've highlighted the, the prioritization part of it, and, and we've had a good little discussion around that. But the other side of that, and something that 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 listeners will, we're going to explore in another episode uh, coming up, but but that aspect of community, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just enough sometimes for me to write a schedule, right? Because I, and this is me personally, and I know Glenn to know that this is true of him. So uh, j- just a little background, like Glenn and I are pretty <laughs> much best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, when I came up with the idea to start this podcast, Glenn was the first person to know. Now, uh, Glenn, I'm sorry. You were not the first person I invited to come on That's here. A,
1: my schedule might have been full. Don't
0: take that personally. <laughs> um, no, you weren't even the first person I, I asked to be on the podcast. <laughs> that was that was Sarah Locke. and yeah. and uh, friends. Y'all have been enjoying that episode so much. I can't wait to start putting out more. But as we as we create this as we create this schedule, and one of the things is is that we need people around us to hold us accountable to Absolutely. those schedules. And so it's right, right, you know, if especially for me and especially for Glenn, if if I write something on a calendar, like even if I write it in pen, friends, like I will take a pen and I will just cross it out. Yes, I will. Just, I, will. <laughs> I will just scrap I'm like, oh, I'm not running today. I'm not running today. But I, so Glenn lifted up for us this idea that like if we're gonna prioritize self-care, the other part of that, and the other thing that we're gonna continue to talk about, I mean, it's like all of these themes mold together as we talk about an active lifestyle. And so Glenn has lifted up that, Community can be a point in which we can help. And so, and Glenn's already told us a little bit, but Glenn, I want you to expound upon that a little bit more as we unpack it. What has the role of community played, the role of friends, the role of mentors, the role of accountability partners? Like, go just a a little, I don't want you to unpack it a bunch, but just unpack it a little bit, especially in reference to this understanding of prioritizing self-care in our lives. What does that look like for you? And maybe what could our listeners take away from that?
1: Yeah, so it actually started with um, when you were talking just a little while ago about Rise Against Hunger. And the church that I was at as a member, we were looking to do a
0: Rise Against Hunger event. This was a conversation Glenn and I had before we started recording. Before
1: we started recording. And um, I decided that we were going to do, I was going to run a half marathon. Never actually ran a half marathon before. So I decided I was going to run a half marathon. And my neighbor, Sean, came up to me and he goes, yeah, I'll do it with you. But he was into Spartans and stuff like that. So that's how I ended up getting into the obstacle course running was um, Sean. And I'll never forget, after the first mile, I was winded. And he started running circles around me, yelling at me, man down, man down, as I walked. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. But what I realized was that was the tradition he was bringing out of the Navy. You don't leave anybody behind. And so as I started doing that, we started running the idea of doing a Tough mutter as clergy. So a few of us did the Tough mutter. And then what I realized was those were the core groups that were going to get me through. Um, Family. Mm -hmm. To have a loved one look you in the eyes and to say, you need to go do this. And let them, give them permission to do it. Um, Community-wise, the people that I serve, the church that I serve is well aware And people will politely say to me, I haven't seen you out running recently. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? And when people know that active is part of your lifestyle, they ask. Mm -hmm. And that's a really healthy thing. And so you are talking earlier about mentally. Well, mentally, it can be that when people are asking you about those questions that they're prying too deep, no, they're doing it out of love. And you have to be mentally ready to accept that, that it's happening out of love. The people that are closest to you, Mm -hmm. the ones that when you really need something, like right now, seriously, close your eyes and say, I'm hurting. Who's the person that I wish was in my arms right now? That person needs to be there with you on the journey. And that has to be one of your greatest posts to lean against Mm -hmm. because they're going to hold you accountable. That's going to be the person that says, hey, I noticed your weight's up a little bit because sometimes that happens. Like I said in the start of the podcast, I, got, I basically got to 300 pounds at one point. And there's an accountability that has to be had. But to know that your loved one then starts bringing in an active lifestyle too for that to be important to them, for it to be in the family unit, and then to have friends that, you know, you and I, it's, it's as simple as, it can be a simple text message, want to run this weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important, It's just to let people know. And sometimes it's and just then a you little. And
0: regret it when I tell you how many miles we're running. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then me having the miscommunication, oh, we're doing 10. Actually, we're doing 13. <laughs> so, um, but that's the part, is for me it's so important in building community for everybody to understand, it's what it's what drives you. And so to go back to what you were saying, if people choose for it not to be necessarily active, it's just like a person that's photography. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's your hobby, then do it and do it with passion. But let other people have permission to ask about your hobby. And that's what I look at it as, is giving the community, and empowering them the opportunity to ask that question, but then especially having your loved ones that are right there with you, that in that part.
0: So before uh, before we move to our end of podcast questions, I just want to I just want to ask a real quick question. I'm sure that that there are those of you who are listening who who probably feel deeply the way that Glenn is talking, and and you're probably going through a tough time of. Wanting to be active and yet maybe not being able mm-hmm. to find the time in your schedule, or you're you're going through a rough patch and you just don't feel like being active. And so, Glenn, if you could give, if you could just give our listeners like one piece of advice of of bringing in and 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 bringing in that active lifestyle, what would you tell them?
1: It's not as much time as you think it is. In all seriousness. When I fall out of a routine, there's times where in my journey, I can't run a mile again, Mm -hmm. or at least at a pace that I feel is a run. Yeah. On those days, it's go walk Mm -hmm. for 10 or 15 minutes. Start to get outside, especially on a nice sunny day. Like right now, I feel the sun coming through the windows of the church and it's actually, I can feel my body wanting to go for a run. Yeah. Unfortunately, today, got gotten crazy for me and my schedule. And like you said, I got to scratch something <laughs> out. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it is that, I'm, but it's me making conscious decisions of maybe I'll run later today. Yeah. But there's conscious decisions of things that I want to go do. And yeah. So, you're going
0: to run later today. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to run later today. Yep. Um, no. And I love that do what you can attitude because I feel it sometimes too. You know, I'll start a run and I'm just like, man, I'm not feeling it today. And then I might just run like two miles yep. and I get back to my house. and I'm like, you know what? I got, I got it. I got in, I got in something. Mm-hmm. I got in something. Or even if like you said, it's just like a 10 or a 15 minute walk. You know, I don't feel like going for a run today. Well, at least let me get my body moving. You yeah. know, I think that – do let, let, me, let me do what I feel like I can do. Yeah, And I'll say, you know,
1: a lot of people are members or are close to rec associations and Y's and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You don't have to be a member of the Y. Find something. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, there are people out there that love to dance. You know what? Sign up for a 30-minute Zumba class or yeah. something. Just once a week, get out and do something because then you start to build community in that. Yeah, And those are the things. Even if it's not every day, because I think some people go overboard. I'm going to say this. <laughs> what, what happens is you're talking about what, what it takes to get out, and I'm telling you, you know, write 10 minutes on your calendar and go do it. Yeah. There's some people that wake up, and including myself, every once in a while I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to run every day this week, and I'm going to do at least five miles. On those weeks, I'm lucky if I get five miles total now. Don't worry, I yep. will. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. rest and recovery on a podcast right. for you. That's Glenn. right. No, so, but I th- oh, but I think but I think that 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 names that really important goal. That sometimes it's about doing it's about doing something. And and I mean, like we've said, you know, here on the Active Faith podcast. We're not we're not just runners. I mean, we I've interviewed just pretty much runners, but but I mean, what are you doing to get active? Like Glenn's right. I mean, there are so many ways and opportunities for you to just get out there. A- a- and it's about it's about committing to it. It's about putting it on your schedule. It's about prioritizing it so that it's a, an a object in your life. It's about Surrounding yourself with people who are accountable. And the cool thing is that the people who are often accountable to us, like, they don't even have to be, like, the people who are active with us. Right. Like, my wife does not run with me um, and, and doesn't really run at all, but she will still ask me and make sure that I'm getting out running and so, so that, that's, that's sort of our encouragement, like, like do something, get out and do it. Doing it is better than not doing it. So Glenn, let's move into these, these end of podcast questions. So what yep. makes you feel accomplished? Other people's journey. Other people's journey, man, gosh, yes. That is one of the things <laughs> of, you know,
1: every once in a while, I will still get a text message from somebody that I trained because I got into triathlons. I hate swimming, just FYI. I've done triathlons. I've done a half iron. I hate swimming, and that is, but there are people that, you know, I understand you can't get out and run. Knees are bad, so cycling. I've done a century bike race, and I've built, I've built some friends in that, in that group, and every once in a while, I'll just get a text message from somebody, you know, hey, man, I went out and biked 25 miles for the first time in like a month, and that, to hear somebody text me and go, I PR'd. Mm -hmm. Or, and I got the picture on my phone, brother, and it was almost wallpaper for me, sending me a picture at the end of the race, you know, this one's for you, man. (laughs) And it's because I know that I was on somebody's mind, and it means that I've touched their life in some way. And if it means that I could motivate one person, to go out and take care of themselves a little bit better, man, I'm accomplished.
0: That's it. So who do you, I, I mean, you've already like answered this so many yeah. times, but but just just for you, like who do you go to when life gets tough? That is um,
1: you, Nathan. Um, I got a friend up. Um, he's not in an active lifestyle, but um, every once in a while, if Mike, knows, if Mike hears from me, Mike knows it's bad. <laughs> but it's one of those things. So I also have some other friends that you know, hold me accountable, and it's that depends on where you are. Um, unfortunately, I lost some of those friends to death, mm-hmm. unexpected death, and, um, but it's having that, um, having somebody that can coach you. I will say this. This is very key. You don't have to train with somebody that is of equal ability as mm-hmm. you, because people that are good mentors will adjust back to you. They're not going to run, because I can tell you right now, brother, I know you can run a whole lot faster than <laughs> me, and there's days where you, you take a step back, and I've been in that role, and I've watched the feeling of accomplishment when people cross those finish lines, mm-hmm. and that's how you become a mentor, and that's how you know a person that's true in your life. It's you know, I've ran with people that have said, you know what, I'll, I'll see you later. I'm going to go finish out this run or, you know, I need to pick up the pace a little bit or something like that. To me, it's really about the community of running. What is it? There's a, you and I have talked about it before on runs. You know that your body's conditioned well when you can find that pace that you can run at mm-hmm. and hold a conversation at. Yeah. You know that your lungs are um, conditioned well enough to do that. And that's, that's the space that I like to be in.
0: And so what are other ways that you practice self-care aside from physical activity? Entertainment. I really love, um, you know, I
1: was joking around with somebody the other day, you know, we kind of hinted at my size, you know, I'm 6'3", 250 pounds right now, and I love Broadway. <laughs> so, you know, people might not look at me and think that, you know, I love Broadway or something, but I, I do. Hey, um,
0: man. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They've got some good music on they Broadway. They
1: do. They <laughs> do. And so I love that. I love Bush Gardens. Mm. You know, that's one thing um, that... Every year I invest in a season's pass at Bush Gardens. Now it's year round. It means that once a month you will find me there. And a lot of times it might be that I go ride a ride. It might be that I just take my son to go eat or something like that. Um, you know, and, and it's actually pretty affordable when you break it down. If you, if you go as often as I do, mm-hmm. it's affordable. And so there's those things. Fishing. Brother, I love me some fishing. Don't, I don't get have the out patience to, for it. Yep, I don't get out as much, but there's a few people that are on my accountability list that aren't just runners. They're people that I fish with, and they will call and they will check on me and they'll take me fishing. And my dad, my dad's one of the biggest ones. He'll sit up there and he'll quickly go, you know, let's go fishing. And he, he used to call me the boy, you know, I'm going to take the boy fishing. But then now he calls my son the boy, and he goes, he'll call me up and goes, let's take the boy fishing. <laughs> and I think that's my dad's code for I like that he, incl-
0: he still yeah. includes you in He's it. He includes Like, instead include of, like, me <laughs> let me take the boy fishing, right. let's take the boy let's fishing. Let's the boy Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> but um,
1: those are types of things, too. That, um, go do something that's fun, too.
0: And I think we all find that manner, and, again, you know, as we form a theology of self-care, of what it means to care for ourselves. It, it, it's not just that active lifestyle, but it's, it's finding the fullness of care for ourselves so that we can fill our cup, just like we talked to earlier. Um, and so uh, what, 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 what I'll do is, is I'll put Glenn's contact, his uh, Facebook page and everything in the, in the podcast notes, so look out for that. Find Glenn, you know, don't forget to join us on the Active Methodist page. Um, but Glenn, you know, thanks so much for coming on today. It's been a, it's been a joy having this conversation. Yep. Uh, y'all, have just, y'all have just gone on a run with Glenn and I. Glenn and I did not actually run while recording this, but, but this is what our runs are like as we run together. We just kind of chit-chat and talk, but, but it's been great. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, brother. Yes. Yes, I think you can hear why I just love having conversations with Glenn. He is so uplifting in the way that he reflects on an active lifestyle. And so as we sat there and talked, I just couldn't help but think about all those runs that Glenn and I have gone on, all the conversations that we have had as I have been able to watch his running journey, his journey with his family, and his journey with his church just continue to unfold. What a joy it is to be witness to that and for each and every one of us who have listened to this and, and maybe you have that understanding of that busy schedule, just everything that is going on. You know, I don't I think Glenn's story is is so relatable in that he has so much going on. Whether you work in the church or you work somewhere else, it it doesn't matter. We just fill our lives with things. And if we are gonna fill our lives with things, if we're gonna fill our lives with doing things, then let's fill our lives with doing things that help us to care for ourselves so that we can also care for others. Right, And so we must find opportunities in order to prioritize self-care in our lives, whether that's a day off, whether that is a run, even if it is just getting out and saying, I'm just going to walk for five minutes. I'm just going to walk down the street and back. I'm just going to get my legs. I'm going to move them, and I'm just going to go so that we can care for ourselves. So I invite you, as you go through this week and as you go on, and we continue to form this theology of self-care, Find those ways in which you can care for yourself, in which you can get active, and remind yourself, put it on your schedule, write it down, keep an accountability partner. Those are such great keys to helping us unpack and continue to live into this active lifestyle. I want to thank you so much for joining in this conversation. As always, don't forget to check out the show notes. Join us over on our active Methodist community on Facebook. There's a link in the podcast notes. Check it out. Go on over there and join us. We have about we have over 200 people who have joined us in this community. This community where we support, encourage, and keep each other accountable. And even if you are not Methodist, even if you are not uh, a Methodist or a United Methodist, I still encourage you to come and join this community because this is a community that that this this podcast comes from that community the stories in it come from that community and we are looking to tell the stories of what it takes to have an active lifestyle to care for ourselves and so i invite you to go on over there join the group uh find glenn find myself both of our social media information is in the podcast notes I would be forever grateful if you would follow and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google uh, just anywhere make sure that you know when these new episodes are getting released and then uh, they will automatically populate into your feed so go over like and subscribe and you know what if you are feeling really generous if you are just you want to support this show and you want to be really generous in your support please go and rate and review this podcast if you leave me a review i will read your review in the outro of our next episode so go over there Rate and review the podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you rate and review podcasts and let us know. Let me know how I'm doing. Uh, let me know if you have any, any helpful hints, anything like that. I'm, I'm still new to this podcast game. This is only episode four. And, and lastly, and, and really the best way that you can support this podcast is just, just share it. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Share it with others and invite them to listen now may God bless each of us and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.